Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 86. If you're like me, then you probably love taking Royal Caribbean cruises for the wonderful memories and experiences that come with each cruise. And many Royal Caribbean veteran cruisers have cruise traditions that they have because it is what makes Royal Caribbean cruise the kind of vacation experience we just can't get enough of. This week, we're sharing our cruise traditions and talking about the fun things on board that we just can't get enough of with all of you. Here we go. Royal Caribbean offers amazing cruise vacations, and once you take just one, you'll quickly find there are so many fun, relaxing, or, you know what, just plain indulgent activities that you can't get enough of. From a drink at the pool, to a massage by the ocean, or maybe dinner at your favorite restaurant, there's a lot of wonderful experiences to choose from. So this week, I'm going to share my favorite cruise traditions, as well as the traditions some of our readers have as well. And also joining me this week is a man who believes the best cruise traditions are found near a pool bar. It's Royal Caribbean blog contributor Michael Poole. Michael, my friend, welcome back. Hi, Matt. Hi, podcast listeners. Thanks for having me back on. I'm excited to talk about you know these traditions and, and what makes each of our own cruise a little unique in a little way. Yeah, and that, that's exactly it, Michael. You know, when I thought about this this episode, I was thinking, you know, we I, personally, I just have certain things we we always like to do, is whether it's myself or, or my wife or our kids. Like we have traditions, and I was like, you know what? I bet you other people have cruise traditions as well and i posted on the royal caribbean blog facebook page to ask people you know what are your cruise traditions and there were tons of great responses and and some really interesting ones and michael you and i were talking a little bit about it before so i said michael let's record an episode let's talk about our favorite uh cruise traditions and then kind of share some others i think some others maybe we'll find some some new ones that we can incorporate into into our next cruise yeah, that's right. I was looking over these, you know, traditions that people have posted. And I didn't even think about some of these things, so I'm excited to talk about it. All right, let's let's jump right in, Michael. Since you're the guest, I will give you first dibs. What is one of your cruise traditions? My number one tradition. If I think about everything else, there's one thing that no matter what ship, what class ship I'm on, it's the sail away party. It, it's it's the the moment of this, the cruise that you're like, we are officially on vacation. Uh, you know, the captain's blowing on the horn three times to say goodbye. Everyone's d- doing some dancing by the pool. And, and, and to me, that's my favorite moment. All right, we're on vacation. Let's get this cruise started. Absolutely. And I think we're going to find a lot of these traditions, Michael, are on embarkation day. I think there's <laughs> that's going to be a common theme we're going to find here. And I, and I totally agree. You know, it's that's something about... Like we like to go out. It depends on what kind of stateroom we have. If we have a balcony, maybe we'll just go out to the balcony to go check out the cruise living. Or a lot of times, if we're on a ship that allows passengers to go out to the helipad, we'll go out there and get that real upfront view of the ship leaving. First, you know, you do that. You play that game. Are we moving yet? Are we moving yet? Are we moving yet? <laughs> and someone's like, "Hey, we're moving!" Like, "Oh wow, we're moving!" Okay, cool. And it's you're right. It's something about it that's really like. Because everyone's, you know, filtering on the ship in the hours before, and people are getting their luggage away, and so people are eating lunch, and now it's like, all right, everyone's on the same page, right? Right. The captain says the mustard drill is over, and it is, for me, it's straight to the pool deck. It is sail away <laughs> party time. Absolutely. You know, speaking of embarkation day, my cruise tradition, the first one that I thought of, this is a, this is a gimme, uh, on embarkation day, first of all, I don't eat anything in the morning. I purposely, I I. I don't force my family to do the same. I leave it up to them, but I strongly recommend not eating anything because my cruise tradition is on embarkation day, going straight to the Windjamer for lunch and more than likely getting honey stung chicken. So it's kind of all in one right there. It's it's that first meal. That's to me, Michael, when it's like it sinks in. I'm on a cruise 
and eating lunch there, it's like it, it, it's I'm eating while crying. It's amazing how that works because it's just so happy, and it's like it's finally here. And and it, you know, I think for you, like you brought up the sailway party, like that's your moment when you kind of think to yourself, "Wow, I'm really on a cruise again." And for me, the wind Jamer for for lunch on embarkation day, that's my moment right there when I'm when I'm kind of my plateful of food and I'm sitting down. And it's like, yeah, life is good. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with some honey sung chicken and the wind jammer. Uh, you know, that's like the famous meal right on board. And and I usually don't even eat a heavy breakfast just for that meal, first meal on board. So I exactly you have to you have to be able to enjoy it and start getting your money's worth out of this whole vacation. <laughs> I know that's right. All right, my next one, Michael. This is probably incorporated in your number one. If you're not going to mention it already, but for me. One of my favorite cruise traditions is to have at least one, if not many more, fruity drinks by the pool. It's got to be one of those moments where you're sitting down in a lounge chair, you get a drink from either the bartender or maybe one of the waiters, and the sun's got to be like beating down on you, and you kind of look up through your sunglasses, and the music's playing, maybe like uh, UB40, uh, Red Red Wine, maybe playing in the background, and <laughs> that is like, that. That's that's perfection right there. Yeah, I agree. You know, I cruise often with my, my brother and we often talk about what's our first drink going to be by the pool and like we'll pre-plan it and you know maybe having a margarita or a frozen drink that that's also a very sentimental. All right, we're on vacation, the first drink on board. Do you do you go for the uh, drink of the day or do you prefer to go for what, you know, your your the drinks that you know and love? I usually go for the drinks I know and love. Um, you know, I guess I'm lucky enough I go a lot, so I know exactly what I want. And I usually like to start the cruise off with a Patron margarita, start it off the right way. There you go. I'm with you, Michael. I, I the, the drink of the day always look nice, but I'm always like, you know what? I'm really in the mood for whatever, you know, margarita, like you said. Maybe it's a Bloody Mary in the morning or whatever the case may be. You know, I just kind of have something in mind, but it's great to have that kind of choice in there. All right, what else is on your uh, cruising tradition list? Okay, so moving off day one, going into day two, typically is going to be the captain's reception party. That is probably one of my favorite events the entire cruise because everyone's dressed up. Uh, you know, the captain comes out and speaks, the orchestra's playing, champagne is brought out to all the guests, complimentary. And that's just a really special evening, uh, very romantic. You know, if you're there with a spouse or, you know, loved one, it's just a really nice evening and, and, you know, we have a nice meal and everyone's, it's just a great, great time. And that's one of the most, the nights that I look forward to the most. Absolutely. You know, speaking of the evening and the other thing that I really like to do on the, on the cruises, and this can be, depends, it doesn't matter which night, usually it's probably the formal nights. It makes probably more sense, but I love, and I think all our photos prove this in our house. We love getting good family photos with the photographers on board. And it's maybe because we're already dressed up. The other thing is that my daughter is amazingly cooperative. It's like it's like creepy. It's like why are you this cooperative with with people? Usually, it's always like I don't want to do that. But on board, we get some great photos, and we don't buy them all. But we figure we'll just we'll take them because they're free to take. You know, in terms of you know having someone take the photo for you, and then we'll go look at them later and consider you know which we want to buy. But we love getting good family photos there, and it's one of the best opportunities. Do that. So maybe we go check out the captain's thing, like you mentioned earlier, and then we go uh, grab a photo. And usually, you know, if we can grab it when there's, you go early enough in the in the evening, the lines aren't too bad at all, and it can be a great opportunity again, just just to create those kinds of memories. Because I'll tell you, if you walked into our house, Michael, you'd see all these pictures. They're all from cruises, and you look at them, and I can look at every single one. And tell you, okay, that was on, 
you know, jewel the seas and that, you know, we were, it's like it evokes memories instantly. And that's what I love about it. Right. Same here. I actually have cruise pictures and cruise ship models all over my house. So I'm right with you there. And sometimes people walk in like, oh, wow. (laughs) But, (laughs) But, you know, I love it. So it's all good. Yeah, actually, you mentioned the models. That's probably another one of your cruise traditions, right? It is. So every cruise I go on, I select one of the ship models. And, you know, I'm, I've almost got – I've been on 21 cruises, so I almost have all the models. But there's a couple that I don't have that I'm trying to reach out to some friends. Hey, will you pick one of those up? But, you know, recently, I'd say maybe five, six years ago. So I started that tradition, and, and I'll continue it. Nice. It's, it's I know a lot of people who do that, and it's a pretty cool little – hobby i guess or or collection to have and obviously you can look back on all those and probably recall oh yeah that was that cruise that was that cruise oh yeah good memories right it's very cool and when i talk to my friends about one of the you know cruise ships i go on it's really fun to bring out one of the models and say oh you know this is the ship i was on and this is the size so i enjoy that as well you know if we happen to be visiting the island of labadee one of my ultimate cruise traditions is always to get a labadoozy and and <laughs> and it's always like at first I remember we first had him and it was like wow this is really good and then we'd go back again and it was like oh oh yeah Labadoozies forgot about that and we get them again and now it's like it's it's on my radar I'm like honing in and it's like the guy's like dude it's like 10 a.m. you want a Labadoozy already I'm like yeah hit me <laughs> I just I just love it it's just to me that's like the quintessential uh, moment of of re- relaxation realization that you are in fact in Labadee. No no trip to Labadee is complete without a Labadoozy in my estimation. And it's got to be in those. Yeah, I, I don't want one in a cup. I want one in those in those souvenir mugs that you know those sports bottle drinks that, that that we probably have. I don't know how many we have in the house here, but that's that that to me that's that's what it has to be every single time. Yes, and it's it's really fun going around the island or peninsula and seeing everyone with that Labadoozy, and you're here Labadoozy. Labadoozy, <laughs> the waiter, the not the waiters, but the uh, the people that are that are serving you the drinks that walk around selling them. The the guys got down like a science, you know. It's just they're just they're like those guys at, at sports stadiums, you know, who who have to you know hawk the whatever they're selling. These guys own it, and they're like labadoozies. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. Cool. You got another one there, Michael. Well, another one of my favorite events, moving kind of through the cruise, is the seventies party and. This is just like a fun evening. They typically have it around maybe 1030. Uh, you kind of just let loose after dinner. They have it on every Royal Caribbean cruise. It's the 70s party. Recently, I've heard on the Enchantment, they're shifting it to the 80s party. Um, so that even makes me more excited to get back on my favorite ship. But it's just the the street party. Um, they have it on every cruise, and I make sure I don't miss it. Uh, dancing, lights going, and it's just a lot of fun. Um, and it's something later on in the cruise that I have to look forward to, since most of these things are more geared towards the beginning of the cruise. Absolutely. You know, on most ships, actually, I've had 70s night, then followed by 80s night, so right back to back. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I love I love both of the evenings. They're both a lot of fun. Um, anytime I can get some music and dancing, I'm all for it. Absolutely. You know, the other one that I was uh, the other tradition I also wanted to mention was after dinner. Regardless if we're eating in the main dining room or one of the specialty restaurants, we always go down to deck four. Usually, it's deck four. It's that deck around the ship on the outside, and we'll do like a one lap around the ship as kind of a a kind of a means of walking off some of the food we just ate to help the digestion process, and also be just to enjoy the evening outside because you know often we're in the Caribbean, it's warm out, and it's just nice to feel that 
that ocean air kind of blowing towards you as the ship is slowly moving across the Caribbean. It's just it, it's just one of those ultimate relaxation moments. People will stop, have a seat. I mean, it just we love doing that. It's just something that I don't know. I think one day we probably just had too much tea and we're like, we need to go walk this off. And then since then, it's become a tradition where we're always after dinner, we'll just go over there for a nice little walk and and really just enjoy the ambiance and the quietness. Because, you know, Michael, I'm in the evening when it's dark out and, and there's not that many people out there, it can be really nice and, and serene, really. I agree. And especially on the Oasis class, I always go to get my Starbucks in the morning, take it all the way to the aft of the ship, sit in those wooden chairs and I'm like, okay, I've been out here for two hours. It's time to get up. It's just so peaceful. Mm-hmm. You know, not a worry in a, war, a world, no electronics. You're just relaxing and just watching the ocean go by. And and I agree with you, Matt. That is just one of the best traditions just around the – I think it's deck four uh, to watch the ocean go by. Absolutely. And la- the last one I've got is, of course, at the in the evening, we get back to our stateroom. We sit down, you know, maybe putting the kids to sleep. My, my ultimate tradition is still pick up the cruise compass that's waiting for us on our bed and look at all the stuff we're going to be doing tomorrow and, and point out the stuff. And that, that's just become our go-to thing. Sometimes my wife will find like, oh, look, it's tomorrow's cruise compass. Like if we're passing by guest relations, I'm like, nope, I don't want to see it. I am waiting for it to be delivered to my stateroom. I'm going to read it in bed. It's like my ultimate uh, OCD <laughs> requirement that it has to be in that order at that time. But I just love looking at it with my wife and kind of figuring out, okay, what do we want to do tomorrow? Oh, that's kind of cool for, you know, maybe for my daughter and, and, and things along those lines. So I just, that's my, that's one of my uh, big ones right there. Okay. I didn't even think about that one. So I'm glad you brought that up. I think we all do that after dinner. We look forward to that. I, I always look at it in bed right before I go to sleep, turn out that light and looking at my cruise compass, but my favorite cruise tradition, saving this for last, is the Quest. And if you've, heard, if you've heard me on the podcast before, you know I'm a big fan of the Quest. This is kind of just like wrapping the cruise up. It's always the last night at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. So it's on the back end of the cruise, but it's just one last fun activity before you, you know, go to bed, your cruise is over. But if you haven't done the quest, look into it. It's always the last night, but this is one event I will always make it to, regardless of the cruise. Very nice. All right, very good. Well, you know what? Those were some good ones that you and I came up with, but there's actually a lot of others that some of the other readers on, on our Facebook page pulled up. So let's let's go through some of these and kind of share, because I think we've got some great entries here. I'm going to start with one from Lisa Cordero, and she wrote one. She mentioned the quest like you, Michael, so she totally gets it. The sail away party, just like you. I wonder if she's related, you know, I think about it. And (laughs) the other one, though, and something I really love is the Love and Marriage Game Show. Are you a big fan of that, Michael? I like watching it on TV. I've never even gone in person. Really? I guess that's one of my traditions is I always watch it in my state room. (laughs) As I'm, like, getting ready, you know, watch it on loop for three, four times. But never seen it in person, but I love to watch it on the TV. Yeah, it's a fun show, and I think it, what, what's really fun is to see, A, right before they pick the contestants, they have to make everyone who wants to compete, like, do some stunt in order to, like, prove that they're worthy to the audience, you know, like, you voted for who did what, and it's always it's always entertaining to see these people uh, just, you know, make, make fools of themselves trying to get up there on stage, and, and of course, the best part is always the old couple, because they ask, you know, the kind of questions that they typically ask, if you don't. To keep it PG, just go to YouTube and search for the Royal Caribbean Love and Marriage Game Show. You'll see the kind of questions that they ask. But it's always a fun it's, – it's always entertaining because it's not you up there being embarrassed. <laughs> I agree. And then we have Christy Cruz here. 
you know, she mentioned something trivia in the schooner bar and then the belly flop contest. And those are two, you know, big events that, that are also, you know, signature traditions on Royal Caribbean. I love the belly flop contest by the pool. It's just, you know, something to watch while you're by the pool. Um, and then the, the trivia in the schooner bar, um, that's one of the classic bars on all the ships. So that's a good one there, Chrissy. Yeah, actually, Krista brings up a good one about the trivia because, you know, trivia, Royal Caribbean really does trivia really well. I mean, you don't really win anything. You win that, those key changes that probably everybody has 80 of by now. But, but it's the, it's the, it's the fun competition. And I know that, uh, one of, a Kaylee who run, who does the, uh, Cruise Cast podcast, she's a huge trivia fan uh, with her husband, James. And they always say that Royal Caribbean does a really good job with the trivia on there. And it's always fun. Even if you're not, even if you're competing, like, you know, really into it, or you're just sitting by the bar and kind of listening to the questions and kind of thinking to yourself, okay, I know the answer to that one, or like, I have no clue. It's a cool thing to do. And I can totally see why a lot of people love that trivia. I agree. And I'll be honest, I've never tried it, Matt. So, you know, on my next cruise, I'm going to trivia at the Schooner Bar. I'm going to give it a shot. There you go. See, I like it. All right, what uh, what uh, what other ones caught your eye here on Facebook? Well, here here's a classic by David Stern: two a.m. pizza at Cafe Promenade <laughs> or Sorrento's. We have all been there, and <laughs> <laughs> some of us more than others. Me, Michael Poole, but I love that one, David. That's a good one. Have you ever done that, Matt? Uh, I would be remiss if I tried to pretend that I haven't done that before. <laughs> There's nothing like doing the, okay, let's go see what's at Cafe Prana because nothing else is open. It's really late. And I need something to eat. And let me tell you that that pizza gets better as the hour progresses. <laughs> so the later it is, the better that pizza tastes. I'm just saying. I agree. I'm like, can I get seconds, please? <laughs> you like this? Okay, here you go. <laughs> A lot of people actually mentioned the Viking Crown Lounge. Looking at uh, Letty Reeser, who mentioned that, and some other people mentioned the the Viking Crown Lounge in general. You know what? It's a great place for a drink, no matter what time of day, whether it's daytime, because then you can scope out what's going on on the pool deck, or maybe it's in the evening and you're enjoying some music up there. It's it's kind of a classy little area, and I agree. I love the idea of going to the uh, going to the Viking Crown Lounge and kind of just you know relaxing, right? Especially maybe a pre dinner drink. I agree. If you're looking for a place to watch the sunset and you don't want your hair to just get blown all around on the top deck, go to the Viking Crown Lounge, have a drink. I I could sit up there and just watch it for hours. It it is a perfect place to watch the sunset inside a venue. I I totally have that problem with my hair going everywhere in the world. It's just it, it takes so long to get all this ready. I'm just saying. Oh, well, I was speaking for the ladies, you know, right? They get their oh, hair of course, ready. <laughs> of course, of course, totally. Oh yeah, oh, of course, of course. <laughs> so that's a great place to watch the sunset if you get up there early enough. It, it's and you know, on some of the ships, I believe they may be doing away with this venue. So I, I'm pretty sad about that. But the ships that are left, take advantage of it. I like this one from Greg Crouch, who writes Flowrider. Street parties, casino, and this is my favorite pina colada in the hot tub. <laughs> oh boy, with the Sorrento's pizza. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that is living right there. Oh, love it. That brings up a good point. It's a casino, and you know I don't take full advantage of the casino, but a lot of cruisers do, and that's one of their you know their tradition signature things being on a cruise. So that, that's a good one, Greg. I love the casino. My wife hates the casino. No, my wife hates that I go to the casino. She's always like, you only spend $20. I'm like, per hand? She's like, no, that's it. (laughs) Uh, One of these days, I'm going to win in there. One of these days. 
I liked uh, actually also along those, well, not along those lines at all, but Heather Brown wrote uh, the formal pictures, which I mentioned earlier, and she wrote, it's nice for everyone to be in pictures together, all dressed up prom pictures for adults. And that's totally true because outside of like weddings as adults, when, when do we get dressed up anymore? You know, that's true. It, and, and for weddings, it's not, you know, you can't dress up that nice. You don't want to outdo everybody. It's different, you know, but here it's a great opportunity. So that's kind of the neat thing I love about formal nights in general. Yeah, that is true. And, and decorating your house with these formal pictures and memories, um, that's a great one. I'm trying to find something else. Windjammer. A lot of people like the Windjammer and the 70s street party. Oh, yeah. And the, how about this one by Michelle Cosby? Try a new drink each cruise. That's a great idea. Well, I, you know, shame on me. I was trying a new one each day, but I'm going to go with Michelle <laughs> and try a new one each cruise. Look I like at you. <laughs> you are an overachiever, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> There's one in every crowd, right? By the way, best place to try a new drink if they have it on your ship is our bar because they make just it's. I just love going there. I'll be like, just make me something, and they the bartenders there are amazing, and they come up with these wonderful drinks. And I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to drink it. And you know what? It's always awesome. I agree. That's my favorite bar. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of the Enchantment of the Seas. We all know this, but they have an R bar there, and if you're looking for something different, they will make it. Uh, it takes them a little longer to make it, but it is worth the wait. Absolutely. All right, let's pick uh, one more each here, Michael. Okay. Uh, looks like Donna um, Slananzo, she needs to bring back the the horse racing. I don't, I'm not familiar with that one. Matt, have you ever seen any of that on the cruise? No, someone else brought up horse racing. I have no idea what horse racing, someone, Grace Cooper wrote horse racing by the pool. And I have no, what is horse racing? I don't know. You guys should email in at Matt's email and tell us what this horse racing is because I don't yeah, know anything about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm envisioning like the Kentucky Derby kind of thing. I have a feeling it has nothing to do with like real horses. It's more of a metaphor for something, but I don't know. But yeah, two people mentioned it, so I'm like, okay, whatever that is, it's maybe it's something new to try. Yes, please never... email in. I want to know about it. <laughs> and the last one here for me, I think we're going to mention is uh, Michael Cassioli, and I apologize for butchering that, and he just wrote simply the main dining room. That's it. And you know what? There's a, I love the main dining room. I love having that service, the waiters, the same waiters every night. That does it for me, you know? I agree, and that's where a lot of the memories are made because you spend two, three hours there with the same server, and that's just one of the classic things on a Royal Caribbean cruise is the dining experience in the main dining room, and it's just beautiful. The whole atmosphere, the aroma, the food, all of it is a wonderful experience. Nice. All right, Michael, thank you so much for taking the time. And thank you to everybody here on Facebook who helped us with this episode. I think we have some great ideas, and hopefully we'll get some news, new cruise traditions out of it. Yes, thank you for having me. And until next time, I'll see you at sea. All right, time to answer your listener emails. And I want to take a moment here to thank everybody who's left some wonderful reviews here on iTunes. You know, I say this every episode, and it's totally true that the best way you can help the podcast out is by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps other people discover it. It takes a couple seconds. It's free. It's easy. And we've got one this week from Brian McKim, who wrote, Matt's podcast is a really great way to learn all about Royal Caribbean cruising. As someone who likes to plan ahead all aspects of my cruise, Matt gives a lot of great information and tips to not only help me in planning my next cruise, but keep me excited in between cruises. My wife and I can't wait every week on Wednesday to listen to Matt's next podcast. Thank you very much to uh, Brian McKim and Brian McKim's wife. Always appreciate that. And again, I read all the reviews that we get on here as a thank you. If you take the time to write it, I'll take the time to read it. 
Speaking of writing, we've got some emails to read. We have an email first this week. It's from Kyle Perrin, who writes, I was just listening to episode 75, where you interviewed Victor about his recent Quantum of the Seas sailing. It reminded me about a question I wanted to get your feedback on. On my upcoming adventure of the Seas Cruise, thanks for answering my email a few episodes back, my plan had been to visit the next cruise office and take advantage of the onboard booking bonus to reserve an Anthem of the Seas trip. Recently, though, I read something which mentioned you cannot take advantage of the onboard booking perks for the new ships like Quantum and Anthem of the Seas. Do you know anything about this? So this is interesting. Actually, I don't think that's the case. I, In fact, I know that for my Quantum of the Seas cruise that I am on right now, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I use the next cruise certificate that I had gotten on a previous ship for this cruise. So I'd have been able to apply that for that. I do know that a lot of the sales and promos that are out there that Royal Caribbean is running, so the BOGO deals and everything else, that whatever promotion that Royal Caribbean is running, those usually do not apply to Quantum or Anthem of the Seas. But the onboard booking bonus you can get through Next Cruise is absolutely something that I, at least in my experience, I've had no problems using on, on those ships. So maybe that's kind of the the blurred lines, if you will, between where you're trying to figure out. But you should have no problem getting a next cruise. Certainly, you go to the next cruise office. And you say, hey, I want to book another cruise. They'll ask you which ship. You say Quantum Anthem or whatever. And they'll have no problem in helping you book that. And you'll be able to uh, get whatever deal they happen to have for that. So I think you'll have no problem there, Kyle. Thank you. Uh, next email we have is from Noel, who writes, Matt, just listen to episode 82, another great podcast. A couple of quick tips to follow up on your listener email. Number one. Cruises for those with mobility issues. We sailed once on Oasis of the Seas with a friend and their mobility challenged mother. Their suggestion was that Oasis class was not the best for those with mobility issues due to the size of the ship. Just the evening trip from their forward cabin to the main dining room and back was too far. For that reason, I'd recommend a smaller ship. That's a good point, Noah. I didn't even think about that. Maybe even though they're newer ships, you know, you got to traverse a certain amount of distance. Maybe the smaller ships are easier to get around and... You know what? That makes sense. I, I, I think that I think that's what makes total sense. And Noel continues number two, communicating on board. I agree that until Royal Caribbean IQ is rolled out to all the ships, SMS is a viable, affordable option. However, I would caution that in order for it to work, your cell phone provider must have a roaming agreement with the onboard cell service. Most carriers do, but the smaller ones don't. Also, they, you only usually offer roaming to those postpaid plans. Prepaid phone services whether a major company like AT&T, GoPhone, or a smaller like TrackPhone, usually do not allow roaming. Keep up the good work with the site and the podcast. Great point about the other carriers. You know, if you're on a prepaid plan or you're with one of the smaller carriers, yeah, you have to make sure that you can do that kind of roaming. But good tips all around. Man, I love this. I love the way we get to share information like this. And, and look, I love being able to to put it here. So you got some good information. You got a tip. You got some advice. Let's hear about it. I love that. Now, let's read an email from one of my good friends, Bryce Griffler, who writes, Matt, we love Giovanni's Table. It happens to be tied to my favorite, especially restaurant, tied with chops. Loved gnocchi, and the desserts were fantastic. We learned the first time to only eat small amounts of everything so that we could try everything. Next cruise is on Enchantment of the Seas. Chops, here we come. You know what? Speaking of advice, great advice. Only eat small amounts. You got you to gotta control yourself. You got you to gotta force yourself to go easy in the beginning because at first... They bring out the appetizer, and you're like, oh, man, I am starving. I'm going to do it all. I'm going to eat it all. <laughs> By the time the entrees come out, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm full. I can't eat anything else. So, Bryce, excellent advice. You got to take it easy if you want to make it through the whole, you know, you got to pace yourself. That's really what it's about. Next, we have an email from Susan Widowson who writes, Matt, I'm listening to episode 30, and someone asked about the all-access tour. I did it on Oasis of the Seas. It was well worth it. And actually, Susan sent me some nice photos here 
of her tour, and it's pretty cool. They got to check out a lot of different things. There was the kitchen area, so they checked out some of the dinner prep, and they photos of the bakery, and they went down to the engine control room and kind of took a tour of how the engines and everything work. They got to walk down Highway 95, which is that crew area right on, I think it's on Deck 2, if I'm not mistaken, and they also looked at a lot of how like they did, there was the laundry room and the dining room, and of course... The probably the piece de resistance of any all-access tour is going to the bridge of the ship and being able to see kind of the view, first of all, which is amazing, the ship's controls, and kind of just how they make it all work. It's a pretty cool thing. So thank you, Susan, for the, the first-hand recommendation that the all-access tour is totally worth it. And we're going to round things out here with an email from... Samuel Thomas III, who writes, Greetings from North Carolina. I recently found your podcast and become addicted along with my fiance. We've both done multiple Royal Caribbean cruises, including last year on Oasis of the Seas, a seven-night, eight-day tour with our nine-year-old son. Excellent. Fun-filled, completely relaxing vacation. Looking through your episodes, we haven't seen or found any episodes about destination cruise weddings. We're in the midst of organizing, planning a cruise wedding in on Royal Caribbean in the summer of 2016. Dates and itineraries have been released. Trying to find information for how, when, where to do anything that has been crazy. Any podcast with such information, thoughts, ideas? We're looking for more if it's just an intimate small level cruise with close family and friends. We've just found information for a wedding on embarkation day, and that is what we're leaning towards. More time to vacation and no wedding stress. Love the podcast. We'll listen to every episode. Look forward to your information from previous or podcasts that may be relevant and cost saving. Great email and great topic. Actually, the, the idea of doing an episode about cruises uh, on or cruises, <laughs> an episode about weddings on cruises on Royal Caribbean has been something I've wanted to do for a long time. I think other listeners have brought it up. And I actually went to Royal Caribbean and said, hey, let's talk with someone from the wedding department. And Royal Caribbean actually told me that they're actually reorganizing the wedding department currently. So once that's complete, we're going to be having someone on the podcast to talk all about that because I think it's a great, ob- a great topic, in fact. And on top of that, I'm actually going on my first Royal Caribbean wedding. Okay, I'm not getting married. <laughs> I'm going to someone else's wedding on a Royal Caribbean cruise this summer when I go on Freedom and Sea. So I'll have a first-hand experience, at least to at least, well, again, probably second-hand experience. I'm not the one getting married again. I should probably make that's very clear. I am not getting married. Someone else is getting married, but I'll have a good experience of how it goes. And I know, the, obviously, the bride and groom very well, so I'll get a good sense from what their experience was. So hopefully, Samuel, you'll have some good input in the next couple of weeks, if not months, to help you kind of get an idea of what to expect. And hopefully that'll help you out a little bit going forward. So a little patience, and I promise we're going to get you some great information there. Thank you very much, though, for the email. And a hello to you and your fiancé. All right, well, I think we're going to wrap things up here as I go back to my cruise vacation. <laughs> we're on Quantum of the Seas, if you missed that from last week. And we'll have next week, we'll have my review of Quantum of the Seas, tell you all about my experience, what was great, what wasn't so great, and everything in between. Can't wait. And, of course, if you want to share with me your thoughts, your questions, your advice. There's a lot of advice on this episode, which I love. I love sharing information. Let's make this about helping others have the best possible cruise vacation. And it starts with you. So if you've got questions, emails, thoughts, please, there's no such thing as a, as a silly question as to beginning with you're brand new to cruising or you've been there a thousand times. We cover it all. And I want you to feel like that. So I'm here to help. That's what this podcast is all about, helping you get a great cruise. So, Email me, Matt, M-A-T-T, at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Matt at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.